Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our podcast, we love to give a voice to women whose story is moving, meaningful, and compelling. We love to shine a light on them and give them permission to shine so that they can give permission to other women to use their voice, tell their story, and shine as well. I'm super excited to have someone I do know and love already. I respect her greatly. She's a wonderful, wonderful woman, and she's my good friend, Chelsea Bonini of Kiski Law. Chelsea, welcome. Thank you, Susan. Nice awesome to, be to have you. Thank you. Let me ask you this before we get going, because this just crossed my mind when I introduced you. Uh, what does Kiski Law mean? Kiski is a family trade name. My uh, parents have a Kiski Design and Construction. Um, my mom's license plate says Kiski. Uh, my dad, for a while, made Kiski candy, uh, was, which is toffee. We're hoping he'll do it again. So anyway, they gave me permission to use this uh, name, and it originally was from a ski lodge that my dad owned in the 70s, which is right next to Sugar Bowl, and it burned out. So, um, so it's a, it's a family family name. So awesome! I love it. Not only is it cute and catchy, it has such a meaningful story behind it. This is so special. I can't believe I have never asked you that. Um, it was just in its rolling off my tongue this morning that I was like, what does Kiski mean? Um, that is so great. Thank you for sharing. I love that. We're going to put a little bit of that story in the blog when we write about you after. Um, well, tell everybody else who doesn't know you um, a little bit about yourself. Well, let's see. Um, I am an attorney uh, now. I, uh, my first profession was as an elementary school teacher. I'm a mom. I have two boys. Uh, they're in middle school and high school. Um, I've been married for about almost 20 years, just coming up on my 19th anniversary in a month or so. Um, and I just love to be involved in things that go on in the community. I served as a school board member in San Mateo Foster City a couple years ago for a term. And um, I do a lot of things with the Democratic Party, I'm a delegate, those types of things, and I'm running for San Mateo County Board of Education this November. Woot woot! So I have to tell you folks, I knew some of that about her already, but she didn't say how awesome she is. She is someone who really is passionate about creating change for the better. Um, I love that you're a boy mom. First of all, I'm a boy mom. Being a mom is a tough job in and of itself, but to do all these other things in addition and to do them well, you're remarkable. Really, truly remarkable. Thank um, you. The fact that you want to be a public servant, you know, I, I just, what? You know, with all that you have going on, what? You know, but I think it's amazing. There's a special, special something inside people who want to be public servants. Um, I know I'm married to a person who has the same, he's bitten by the same bug as you. Um, but tell me, you know, what, what made you want to do that? Like, why would you want to subject yourself to that? Right. Well, I think I didn't know initially what I was getting into. <laughs> it, is, it is, you know, very public, right? And, and there are yeah. a lot of expectations. Um, I initially um, wanted to go onto the school board because um, there was a lot going on in 2012, 2013, actually just before that in 2011, a lot of things were going on within the um, state educational community 
and I was serving as a PTA president at the time for my elementary school for my kids. And I um, had been a teacher. And so these things about funding and about Common Core and everything that was kind of coming down the pike um, was very aligned with what I had done. And so I thought, wow, and, and I'm an attorney and I, and I like policy. So I thought, I think I can really be helpful in this um, venture that our district is going to be going into trying to get, get everybody on board with these things. So that was initially um, my impetus for doing it. You know, and, yeah, truly, now I, that, that makes, makes sense. So yeah. that, that the way you laid it out and mapped it out, that does make sense. And we want people with that kind of hands-on experience. I mean, you've lived it. You're not just telling the story as heard or told by others. You, you've lived it. So yeah, you're inextricably linked to the desired outcomes. That's pretty awesome. So carry on. Um, so I did, you know, serve a, a term four years on that on the school board. And then I thought, you know, there were so many things coming around to 2016. Uh, everyone knows that was an impactful year in politics and lots of things going on in our community, um, housing crisis, lot, lots of things that link the entire community, schools and the cities. And so I thought um, in 2017, it would be a great idea. There was an open seat on the city council in San Mateo, so I thought I would run for that seat, and I did. Um, and I wasn't successful, although I learned a lot in the process, and it was a very close race, um, but you know, not, not close enough, but that, that's okay, because I met some amazing people in that process, and I learned, um, all the different ways that I could have different impacts in the community. So I've, I've done some other things in the last couple of years and feel that my focus really is coming back to um, the community, but I feel very comfortable in the, the realm of how education is connected to the community with some of the work I've done. So that's why I decided to run for school board for the County Board of Education. Um, nice. I feel nice. like that. Let me ask you a question. So I'm going to interrupt you sometimes to pop a question in there before we Please move. <laughs> yeah. So first of all, bravo, brava, everything in between the brava and the bravo for running. I mean, that's so courageous. That's, you know, amazing. Um, I, I think we need more women in leadership. I, everyone who listens to this podcast knows that I think that. Um, but I would love to study, you know, the whole process what were the comments made that sort of thing we'll do that another day but I definitely think women in leadership they're too rare it's too rare we're, we're getting into the workforce at the same rate as men we're not moving up that ladder and I have ideas as to why but I'd love to hear more about your experience not on the podcast right now but about your experience in running and then actually what the afterthought was you know the post-mortem like what what did you learn in that? We'll talk about that another day. But thank you for having the courage to run. And I hope that not having um, gained the seat didn't discourage you from ever, you know, trying again for something because you're amazing. You have so much to contribute. I just wanted to say that really quickly. Thank you. Well, clearly it didn't discourage me. You know, I was right. I was, I was out doing things the day after the campaign and, and some people were asking, well, oh, you're here. You know, I was at, um, you know, Connect 17 or whatever was going on the next day. And, um, and I said, well, right, where else would I be? 
this is this is what I do. I care about all of these things. So yay! I love that they expected you to be, you know, tears in your beer. But <laughs> no, you're up and at them. Yeah, Connect Seventeen. I remember that. That's a big annual deal every year here. So, um, what has been to date? I mean, of all the great things you've done, and you just named quite a few. What has been maybe your proudest professional accomplishment, or maybe you haven't achieved it yet? I don't know. Oh. Wow, that's a that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I really, I really, probably most people who are parents would say like working and doing things and making sure your kids are are in the places they need to be is super important. And some of the work I'm doing right now um, is related to my kids in terms of um, uh, disabilities rights and things such as that. I have one son who has a mental um, health disability. And so I've been doing a lot of work around learning, actually, um, how our systems in our, our state, in our county, address issues for kids with disabilities. And of course, that branches all the way into uh, everyone with disabilities. And so um, I have uh, founded a nonprofit, which is called snkids.org. SN was for special needs. Um, and we are, I say was, because we are changing our name um, this year to Not Without Us. And we're doing a lot of work around um, trying to, well, we've identified a lot of issues within education and elsewhere that need attention in, in the political realm. And so we're trying to, to support people running for office or participating in our democracy who have disabilities or are allies of those those people. Um, so that's a big venture that I'm working on and I, it's nonprofit, it's what I do in my free time um, with my co-founder, Steve Davis. And it's really something that I'm proud of because it impacts a lot of, of people and parents and families in crisis. So um, so that's, that's what I, I would highlight, although I'm really proud of the fact that I formed my own law firm 10 years ago and, that I have a lot of other, you know, professional aspirations as well. So yeah, there's, you're there's amazing. More. So I have to tell you, that's not only much needed, but I don't think a lot of people know to focus on that, or maybe they're afraid to focus on that issue um, of special needs. So I, I just, you're incredible folks. Those of you who don't know her, she does the tough stuff. She does the stuff that other people are too afraid to take on and she does it with positivity she's you know excited about taking on new challenges and she really understands the need for change so the fact that and literally i swear she's always she always has a smile on her face she embraces challenges she's like you know this is an opportunity this is not gonna you know it's not gonna be easy but it's gonna be worth it so i really am inspired and motivated by you and honestly chelsea you are one of the guests that really truly does you personify the Wonder Woman in Business, you know, name, the, the podcast title. So thank you for the courage that it took to, you know, run for office, take on an issue that's sometimes scary for some people. Um, I know that because of your son, you're personally involved in that. But look at all the people who um, don't have the resources or don't know where to go to get them or don't know someone like you. Um, so thank you for doing that. That's amazing. You do have a lot of accomplishments from which to choose when I say what you're proudest. So 
Yay. Um, and, 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 you know, you have a long path to go, a, a long journey. You know, there's a lot more to come from you, I'm sure. Well, who has inspired you or been a mentor, perhaps? Oh, let's see. Well, you know, um, kind of focusing a little bit on my law firm, I, you know, I graduated from, I went to UC Hastings. I graduated in 2001. And uh, as most people will recall, that was not a great time for business uh, law, <laughs> business in general. Right, right. Um, you know, you know, boom. So um, I, I graduated, I had a, a job at a small law firm in San Francisco, and I was hired to be a transactional attorney. There wasn't a lot of work in that, but they were very kind. Most of my transactional um, colleagues uh, who were coming into firms were laid off. Um, and I was repurposed in litigation to do complex litigation uh, in the realm of Prop 65 and other things. And I, I made my way back to doing business because that's what I initially wanted to do, but it took a few years. And so um, to your question, you know, I, I was at that firm in San Francisco for about five years. And then I, I came, um, I had moved to San Mateo. So I found a job in Foster City with a, a woman who had her own practice and it was called High Tech Law. And uh, she was amazing. She had gone to Pepperdine Law School. She didn't even, she was British and she was a ballerina at the Royal Ballet and she had this great story. And anyway, she was intriguing. And I thought, yeah, I think I want to work with her. So she ended up being one of the greatest mentors I could ever have hoped for. Um, she taught me the business of law, not just the practice of law, but her <laughs> with that. And she, you would have loved her. And she, um, you know, she was a former software, uh, not engineer, but company owner with her husband, who is actually still a client of mine. So I speak about her in the past because, you know, she was diagnosed with colon cancer soon after I went to work with her. Um, but she taught me so many things, things that you talk about um, in your book, Susan, you know, I, I read it and uh, how to network and how to do things. And I wasn't good at that. You know, I didn't know how to go into a conversation and get business cards and, you know, move on to the next person and, and really meet people and build business. And she was an expert at that. And so she would take me to events. And she would, you know, say, okay, I'm going to join this conversation with you and then I'm going to leave and then you're going to need to do that. <laughs> so that is so awesome. I'm sad that one. I, yeah, yeah, I'm sad that I can't meet her, but I think, I know. so her name is Jackie Kessel and that, so she, she's the person, um, she, uh, recovered from colon cancer, um, and we worked together for another, a few years, um, but she she passed away in 2010, um, and that same year is the year that I um, decided that I was going to start my own firm. Uh, I couldn't use her name because she had since merged with another firm, and they had the trademark to her firm name, but they didn't have the design. So the design marker—it's not really a mark—but the design for Kiski Law, which is sort of a um, a software kind of, uh, you know, kind of circuit board is the same design as high tech law was and her family gave me permission to use it. Um, and oh, so I, nice. yeah, I modeled it on that. So, um, 
but yeah, she was truly amazing. I do wish you could, could have met her. That's incredible that she understood the power of uh, the business of law versus the practice of law when so many firms still struggle to understand the difference, you know? Yeah, she was definitely ahead of her time. And um, I think what I was saying in the start too was she, she didn't actually have a college degree, um, but she had done many amazing things. And she can somehow convince Pepperdine to allow her to go to get her JD without having a bachelor's degree, which I think is almost unheard of. She's an excellent, she was an excellent negotiator. <laughs> Wow. Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what I think about that, but I'll reserve any judgment. Um, she sounds remarkable. And, you know, what a genius to name her practice uh, tech law. I mean, that that's high tech law. That's incredible. That's super smart. Um, well, she certainly sounds like she would have inspired many people. And you're so fortunate to have had her as your mentor. And it seems sponsor as well. Um, a friend of mine, a colleague of mine, and I were talking the other day about the importance of, you know, paying it forward and introducing people to higher ups or others or opportunity for them. And um, that sounds like what she did for you. And that's awesome. Awesome. That aside, Chelsea Benini, um, what can women do to support other women in business? Oh, so much. I mean, um, you know, women are, well, we're all competitive and I think as you probably know very well, Susan, you know, oftentimes women who are successful are not, um, they don't, well, they're not supported by other women necessarily yeah. because there's a lot of competition to be, to be that. Um, so I just, you know, I try to kind of set myself apart from that. And I always try to do things to mentor other women and, you know, people generally. But I think it's so important for women to really raise each other up. I think you, you what is your phrase? Lift as you rise or something. Right. Like lift as you um, rise and lift, lift as you rise. Yes. Right. And I think that, um, you know, we need to do that kindness is something that that isn't uh, there isn't enough of in the world honestly so I I try to really you know incorporate that into the things I do and 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 help people you know as as I'm going um and other people have helped me in the same way and I am more than appreciative and people do it every day you know so um there's a lot of example for it um and connecting you know people with others I'm a I'm one of those people who is a connector, right? If yeah, I notice you are. person, I will introduce them to another person, whether it's in person or by email or by phone. Um, and I think that's really important. We have to, um, we have to support people who, you know, are doing good things and it always comes back around, you know, everything, especially where, where we live. I mean, maybe worldwide, but um, everyone knows everyone else. So, yeah, um, so there's good news in that. Yeah, I think that, you know, competition is the name of the game in sports still. But in business, I think collaboration is the healthy name of the game. But too many women mm -hmm. still engage in that uh, mean girl behavior, you know, verbal bullying, gossiping, spreading rumors, name calling, ostracizing people. Oh, my gosh. You know, so just general bullying, um, they demean and intimidate other people, and that's not okay. So not only are you the type of woman to not engage in that kind of behavior, you and I are both the women who will step in and put an end to it. And 
sometimes, you know, the more successful you are or the better liked you are or the more you help others and people recognize, wow, she's doing good things for herself, but for others too, then the more they'll support you in your, you know, they'll get your back when you put an end to that kind of crap. So yeah, yeah. it is a small world. We definitely, you know, California is a big state, but not really, you know, I have friends all across the globe who, you know, somehow somebody knows somebody or is connected in some way. And um, I think it's beautiful. Keep your karmic journey clean and you're good to go, you know, so um, I love that you do that. For for example, you have personally introduced me several people via email um, who I now am connected with and they have, you know, paid it forward and that's how it should work. Uh, collaboration is the key to success in my opinion. Well, let me ask you this. I know you've had a couple, but that's because I know you personally. What would you like to share today about any kind of maybe challenge or setback um, that you had and how did you overcome it? Um, let's see. Well, uh, obviously we all have our, you know, challenges. Um, it was really, you know, running for, running for an office and, and not, not winning is really one of the hardest things I've done. You know, you, you don't, it's very public. You, you don't realize, you know, uh, people are, everyone, not everyone maybe, but many people are watching and it's, it's really, um, uh, there's a lot going on, you know, during the campaign. And, you know, for me personally, I made the decision to run at, in early 2017. And then personally, that year ended up being one of the most difficult years for my own son, um, my, my younger son with his disability. He was in and out of hospitals. I didn't know all this was going to happen when I decided to run. So I just uh, had so many people behind me and I really wanted to do it to make change. So I kept with it and I did my very best. Um, but it was really challenging and I didn't feel like I could share that. And to be really honest, um, it was emotional. So I didn't really feel uh, very capable of talking about my family and other things and being my authentic self during that campaign. Um, so that was difficult. Those were, it was really hard because that's not really me. I'm pretty authentic, but would you I do it differently think, now? Like, have you learned any lesson that you might? Oh, absolutely. Now? I mean, of course I'm in a much better place. I've become a strong advocate for what, you know, my, for my own child, for other children. And I understand how to, how to um, navigate that a little bit better. Um, my son's doing so much better. Both of my sons are, are doing well. Um, in I, and give a little, I give a little woot woot when I get excited about <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> and, you know, and no, it's not perfect. Nothing's, it's not perfect. It probably never will be. It's, it's something we live with, but you know, it, it, it goes. Um, and I did things to build my own self-confidence. I mean, I lost some of my confidence for sure. Yeah. Um, I did things like I applied to be part of the Emerge class of 2019, which I was accepted into and built this amazing um, network of amazing women, you know, who are running for office, thinking about it, supporting other people running, um, and just trying to generally make beautiful change in the world 
And it was so uplifting and so confidence building. It was one of the best decisions I made. Um, and I've, I've done other things just for myself to sort of build up, okay, I, I can do this. A lot of it has also around just speaking, you know, in public, I was much more confident before. And so I've been building, building that back up. So there's lots of other, other things that I, that sort of were um, collateral, I would say from that. Um, but in, in, in the moment, I feel really great about being able to embrace that and, you know, just moving forward because I know what makes me happy. Um, and so I, I just sort of try to stay on the course. And no, so let me and just say, first of all, not too many people have the courage to run. Second of all, it's not personal, but you, of course, would take it personally. I think everyone would if they lost an election or anything they tried to achieve that, you know, didn't turn out the way they had hoped. But third of all, the lessons you learned were so powerful and remarkable and the journey that you took after that made, you know, you're much more relatable, I think, to people now that you're sharing the truth behind the, you know, the struggles that you had, because real people have struggles. But when public figures get up there and pretend that, um, you know, it's all about the campaign or it's all about the title or what their mission, vision and strategy might be and not incorporate their real life struggles or who they are as human beings or their authentic selves or, hey, I'm a mom as well. And, you know, people find it harder to relate to those people. And I think that the fact that you're now willing to open up and share, um, people see you as someone they want to be like, someone they want to support, someone they look to as strong and courageous and resilient. You know, those are all positive traits. And you never would know these things unless you'd gone through something of a struggle. Um, and you certainly have and emerged, you know, beautifully. And, and to use the, the great title of that group, Emerge. Why don't you take one minute to tell us a little bit about Emerge? I want to give them a little plug because it is a great group and it's empowering women and helping to build their confidence. And, you know, at the end of the day, their goal is my goal, and that is parity parity we're shooting for parity not just progress which we've made tiny bits of progress but progress is not parity so tell us a little bit about emerge and then we'll move on to the next question because i have a whammy okay um well emerge is a, a training program for candidates um in, for the women in the democratic party and they are um you know they've branched out their nationwide emerge america but um merge california has now i think the incoming class for 2020 has almost 70 um women who have joined this class and, <laughs> yeah they I, they just had their first weekend i'm sure it was amazing um we have a couple local women uh from san mateo county in that class so um is it okay to share their names um, well, one one that I have in the top of my mind is April Northrup. She's in, lives in Belmont. She ran for um, school board there a couple years ago, or maybe last year. Um, and so, and she's running for Democratic uh, the Central Committee. She's on the ballot in March. So, um, so yeah. So she probably has a, a lot of things that she's working on with them. And so, anyway, it's a great program. It's a sisterhood. We support each other. We do um, just everything possible to find that authentic self that we all have within us right and yeah to connect and everyone has a beautiful story and uh 
different visions and things that they want to see in their communities, but they are all amazing. And I feel so lucky to be part of that group. Nice. So I have to say that um, Emerge and other groups like that, any kind of women's groups where you find secure women who are willing to, and look folks, security means vulnerability. Strength is vulnerability. Sharing your vulnerabilities means you are owning your story. Those people who get out there and put on a facade and, and have to hide behind a persona and pretend everything's all roses all the time. I don't trust those people. I'm thinking you're not learning life lessons along the way. Um, but if there's a group out there like Emerge, it doesn't even have to be political. Um, but if there's a group of really confident or secure or even, um, you know, maybe they're not as confident, but they're still secure and willing to learn how to own their story get involved because we need that sisterhood to use the word that you use chelsea we definitely need that sisterhood um i always volunteer my shoulders for any woman in business to stand upon not because i'm a doormat i'll never allow that but i will lift them up i will lift them up so stand on my shoulders folks um tell us a surprising fact about you you've already surprised the audience i knew most of this but you probably surprised the listeners but tell us something that even people who know you may not know. Oh, goodness. I've been so open recently. I don't know. What can I think of? <laughs> I think Kiski Law. That was the surprising fact for me. I was like, yeah. Um, I guess, you know, I, I lived in San Mateo for so long. You know, one thing that I share pretty frequently, and many, some people might know, um, but one thing is that I, I grew up in, uh, in Truckee in North, you know, and I lived on the West shore of Lake Tahoe and I live, I lived there from about the third grade till the ninth grade. Um, so really I just, you know, it's my peaceful place. Can um, you ski? Go ahead. Yeah. Can you ski? And I skied when I was young. I transitioned. Uh, I learned to snowboard when I was about 25. Wow. Um, and so, and so I've been doing that for a while. I'm just coming up on, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe tw 20 something years of doing that. And I haven't done it for a while, um, getting a little bit older. So it's not as easy to, to do all of that stuff, but, um, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Right. So I know. First of all, <laughs> I can't do math. So don't worry about that. I can't do math. But second of all, that's pretty badass, Chelsea. I didn't know you could snowboard. I think that oh, is yeah. so cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and I had the opportunity to go a couple times over the break with my 11-year-old who likes nice. to go in the park, right? He likes to go on jumps and rails and he's amazing. He skateboards and does all that stuff. Awesome. Um, well, I would say that qualifies for surprising <laughs> fact. <laughs> so, so that's it. I had a, a terrific time. I, I think I'll be going more frequently now that I'm sort of back into it. But, um, but it's, it's an amazing feeling, you know, floating down the mountain and just sort of being, being one with, the, with nature. And yeah. Well, Mike is a huge skier, never snowboarded, but he loves Tahoe and I love going with him. I, I can drink a mean, dirty snowman. So... <laughs> You'll have to um, tell me what that is later. <laughs> I'll send you the recipe. Maybe I'll put it in the uh, blog. I don't know. But uh, it's an awesome drink that was invented in North Tahoe. And so when we go, um, he skis and I drink dirty snowmen. So <laughs> maybe we'll go with you one year. Y'all can hang out on the black slopes. He likes to pretend he can still do that. 
I, I'm not on the black slopes anymore, but yeah. Nor should he, nor should he be. We will, we will make sure, you know, we'll just, you know, he, he I, I say to him, I say, Mike, you know, not to be ugly, but you know, you're a tall 59 year old trying to stress the tall versus the age. And I'm like, right. you know, skiing is, is hard for really tall people when really I'm just trying to keep my 59 year old husband off the black slopes. <laughs> Oh, anyway, diamonds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so those diamonds are not a girl's best friend. I'll just say that from this girl's perspective. <laughs> if people want to reach you, Chelsea, how can they reach you? Oh, I'm pretty easy to reach. Um, my I have a website that's for my campaign, which is my first and last name, and I always uh, use my cell phone. We do have a, we still have a landline. Um, but my cell phone's out everywhere, and I'm always happy to share that with people. That's uh, I love well, that about you. Yeah, yeah, folks, she literally answers her phone. <laughs> I mean, I had coffee with her one day, and her phone rang, and she answered it. And I was like, what is that? That's just a texting machine and to share pictures and Instagram. She, she put this thing up to her face, and she started talking. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> You're so, so, so awesome. And my, um, as many people who listen regularly know that sometimes I get so excited about talking to my guests, my cheeks burn because I'm smiling the whole time. So um, my cheeks are burning, Chelsea. So Aww. thanks for making me smile. You're so amazing. You're not only beautiful, but you're brilliant. You're hardworking. Your heart, oh my God, you, you have the head and the heart going on. Your heart is so in everything you do. And I'm so fortunate to call you friends. Thank you, Susan. I feel the same. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. And thank you for just everything that, that you do and for being so supportive. That's absolutely. We need more Chelsea's out there. So um, folks, I'll put the blog together today and I'll put that out on social media today. I'm all ready. We'll plug this podcast into the blog and I'll share it with the world today. Chelsea, you can share it with your network whenever you're ready. I'll have it to you this afternoon. Folks, have a great day and thank you for listening.